You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor turned Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people, or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. Hey, here we are. Finally, long overdue on this one. Joining me today is a remarkable individual with a profound story of resilience and empowerment. As a survivor of a mass shooting, Chris Malazuski offers quite a unique perspective on navigating trauma and adversity. I can only imagine what it was like to go through something like he did. And even at that, I know my imagination can't really do the event justice. He's the passionate co-founder of the Walking Tall Movement, a platform dedicated to sharing stories of resilience and recovery from various mental health challenges. In a relatively short amount of time, Chris has become a powerful advocate in the mental health space, turning his personal journey into a means to, to guide and inspire and uplift others. He joins me now from the Chicago area in Illinois, go White Sox. Welcome, Chris Malazuski. Thank you, Mark. And yes, in fact, go White Sox. Um, you and I have that in common. I forget about that uh, now and again, <laughs> but with your Birmingham uh, background and them being an affiliate of the Sox and me being in Chicago here. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm, go Sox. I'm sort of like, you know, a, an extension of a White Sox fan because the Birmingham Barons are the team I had and they're a farm club for the White Sox. So sure. I was always, always a White Sox fan. Love it. Yeah, well, um, Thank you for that kind introduction. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, well, one thing that I'm not going to do here, Chris, is have you just simply relive your experience um, and not because it's not mesmerizing uh, or, you know, we all have a kind of, unfortunately, we have a morbid curiosity about it. Uh, that's just the unfortunate reality of being human. But uh, you have already told the story in other places and people are that interested. They can go find that story there. And the purpose of this show is not to relive gory details. Uh, it's not, this is not a show about sensationalism, but of a, a show of where do we go from here? So to speak. So we live now and we go forward uh, with that said, just in a nutshell for folks who might not know who you are at all or be familiar with your story, just tell us briefly the event that occurred and, and where you were. Sure. Yeah. Um, so really briefly, uh, July 4th, 2022, I was the co-chair of the Highland Park, Illinois, uh, 4th of July parade. Um, I had been the co-chair for the previous five or six years with a couple breaks in there between uh, COVID and whatnot. Um, but on that day in 2022, sadly, a killer opened fire. Um and took seven lives, uh, needlessly and innocently. Um, he wounded 48 more physically. And uh, I always say Mark mentally wounded countless amounts of people, including myself. And so uh, being the co-chair, I was approximately a half a block away from where the, sh the shooter was located. Um, and then afterwards, um, I was on site for approximately eight hours uh, doing some things you never think you'd have to do uh, when working for a park district. Yeah. Well, tell us, I mean, again, like I uh, suggested earlier, I, I can only imagine what that what the reality of those moments would feel like. 
Um, tell us now your perspective on life, how it's changed after this mass shooting event. How have you adapted to day-to-day living? And l- let me give you the closest similarity that I could think of for my own life. Um, and, and I know it's not going to even be close, but if anyone out there listening has ever been in a really serious car accident, especially if you were driving, and I was for for such an event, um, it, it changed the way I ever get into a car afterwards, even to this day, it's years later. And I still don't ride in a car in the same way I did before that accident, Mm -hmm. because I have not, it's not like I'm constantly thinking of, Oh, am I going to be in another accident or anything? I just can, I have a, a closer proximity to the reality of what it's like when a car crashes and that surreal moment of, Oh my God, what just happened? How is the world different now all of a sudden? Sure. How have you adapted after having lived through your event? Yeah. No, it, you know, it's funny you say, and I exactly agree with what you're saying. Um, you know, with my experience, you always know certain things are possible. You know, a car crash is, is capable when you're driving. You know, being in a mass crowd, you know, given today's day and age in the United States, that a mass shooting is is possible. You never think it's going to occur to you, right? You never get in a car and think you're going to get in a crash and you never think you're going to be in a mass shooting. Um, But since that day, you know, um, from a what I would call a tangible perspective, you know, my safety is constantly in question. Um, Mm. I think that's been one of the biggest factors and changes in my everyday life, Um, whether I'm at the mall, the grocery store, uh, attending a concert, whatever the case may be, um, you know, my safety always feels in jeopardy. Um, and then internally or mentally, um, you know, there's triggers, um, you know, through my PTSI or PTSD, um, you know, that I get, uh, very worked up and I have to use the tools that I'm gaining through therapy and whatnot, um, to keep myself grounded. So that way I can enjoy the things I enjoyed, uh, prior to the 4th of July, 2022. So, it's a really uh, loaded question. I hope I answered it, uh, you know, what, in a manner that you understand. But it's uh, it's rocked me, man, for sure. Of course. Well, what coping mechanisms, what tools that you mentioned do you find are helpful? What strategies do you employ to, to deal with feeling that way or the aftermath of all this? Well, you know, from a safety perspective, I, I constantly remind myself, you know, be rational. Don't be irrational. And, uh, you know, I have to remind myself that for the first, uh, you know, 49 years of my, or excuse me, 39 years of my life, uh, you know, the, the countless amounts of time I've been in, in crowds and things of that sort, I've been safe and I haven't had these experiences. And so you have to really negotiate with yourself uh, mm. on a daily basis. And, and I often say, I wake up and I shake hands with my PTSI and, and I say, hey, like, you know, let's take it easy on each other today. Um, you yeah. know, so, um, but from a tools perspective, you know, I have fidgets in my pocket. I have a nylon, uh, thing with a, a marble, uh, you know, I have, uh, medicine and, and prescriptions now that I've never had to take before, mm. um, that are on hand should I need them. Um, you know, cause I do still have panic attacks and whatnot. So, um, you know, there's a, a wealth of uh, resources that I'm gaining, um, through my work with Walking Tall and, and getting to know, you know, great folks who've had experiences similar to mine. And uh, every day is something new. You know, every day is something new. Did did your relationships with your family or friends 
evolve in any particular way after this or is or is that all pretty much the same you know what uh it's a question i've not yet been asked and and <laughs> and i've not um found a way to articulate it in a manner that's respectful and i'll say this in such that yeah, my family and friends have been absolutely supportive. Um, I've been so, so fortunate, you know, over the last 18 months or so that I've had the the support behind me and uplifting me and and all the things that one would hope that your 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 family and friends would do for you. But I I'd be lying if I have if I can't say or if I said there wasn't struggles, um, you know, and and when you have something like that happen to you as I did, it changes you as a person and. You know, sadly, the folks that love you um, and will always love you, you know, don't recognize the person that you become. Mm. And so when you change and at, at times I've changed drastically and I recognize it in myself. I mean, I will say quick, short story. You know, my dad is my best friend and uh, he's always since that day and, and my entire life, frankly, tried to keep things in perspective, remain positive and and, and shine a light on, um, you know, the outlook of what can be gained from something. And uh, he was one day trying to, you know, encourage me in that manner. And I just fucking lost it on him. You know, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't take, you know, that perspective at that moment. And I have such regret now thinking, you know, at times throughout the last, you know, two years or so, whatever it is, uh, how I've treated others and how I felt I've been treated. It's been unfortunate. Um, but at the end of the day, man, I have a great support system. I still have all of those people in my corner and I'm still in theirs. Um, it's just a matter of getting to know each other a little differently now. Yeah. Well, how did your professional goals change? Um, I mean, tell us about walking tall. What What is it exactly? And at around five, nine, can I still walk tall? <laughs> well, yeah, the great thing about what we're trying to do with uh, our movement is that I often kid, it doesn't matter how tall you are or aren't or whether you can walk or not, you can always walk tall. And, uh, you know, simply said, uh, you know, our mission is to inspire all of humanity to be more approachable, vulnerable, and to walk tall in their lives. And um, as generic or as cliche or uh, confusing as that may sound, you know, our attempt, um, I and Todd Blylevin, who um, sadly was in the worst mass shooting in United States record in Las Vegas in 2017, and then Dr. Vanetta LaRosa, who uh, we've been so fortunate to have basically fallen into our lap. Um, the three of us are working, you know, behind the scenes on many initiatives through our movement. But, you know, we have a podcast ourselves. Uh, we have a 20 season first episode, which we, we've we completed. And we just recently launched uh, season two. And uh, we're still working through that. Uh, but most importantly, you know, we want to give back and we want to help others through our experience. And so, uh, I'm excited to say that, you know, we believe by the end of uh, March of 2024, the Walking Tall Foundation will be established and uh, we'll be working through uh, charitable efforts to fund peer support groups throughout the country, um, provide some really cool events to various communities to help uplift them and, uh, you know, create some mental health awareness and things of that nature. So, uh, we have a lot of big plans through Walking Tall, but uh, as it stands today, we're a podcast. Uh, we got some really cool merch on our website. Uh, we have a foundation being built. And, uh, you know, we work daily just to try to uplift others and let them know they're not alone. Are, are there any specific moments or triggers that still evoke kind of strong emotions related to the the shooting? And when it happens, how do you navigate those moments? 
Yeah. So I have had a few instances, um, you know, due to, to the nature of my role that day and what happened in the immediate moments after the shots were fired, you could imagine being at a parade, uh, you know, tons of mothers, tons of children, tons of young families. And so even still now, when I hear children crying or I hear mothers screaming or I hear, uh, you know, kids acting out, it really elevates my heart rate, uh, really gives me, uh, you know, a quick moment of pause to make sure everything's okay. Um, you know, and when I get into those moments, I, I turn to some of those tools I've learned, you know, some of those fidgets and, and some of those, uh, you know, hand exercises that Lou, my, my angel, my therapist, uh, you know, has taught me throughout, uh, you know, the last year of therapy, uh, you know, and then if I have to, I go to the restroom and run some cold water over my wrists, um, you know, just to really change my body temperature. Because what I found is when I start to get panicked or I start to get triggered, uh, my body temperature rises, my pits Pizza. start to sweat, you yeah. know, things of that nature happen. So as quickly as I could reduce my body temperature, the better off I'll be. And and then the last thing is, is I have to start breathing better, um, you know, because my heart rate will be elevated significantly. No different than like when I was pitching on a mound, you know, you, have, right. to do, you have to do breathing to, uh, to calm yourself and to get centered and whatnot. So I've been so fortunate to have those techniques and skills instilled in me long ago, but I still use them to this day. And if, uh, if I don't have those, man, I don't know where I'd be. Mm. I, um, I, I typically avoid politics, uh, on the program and we're not going to go there, but has the experience influence, and you don't have to say one way or the other, right or left on the political spectrum, but did it change you? Did it, did the experience change your perspective on social and political issues and with whatever change it might have affected, do you, do you feel any sense of responsibility to contribute to the discussions surrounding gun violence or prevention or rights to gun ownership or what, what, however you may fall on that divide. Are you on a different side of it now uh, or a little further more in one direction than another because of the event? Yes and no. Uh, And what I mean by that is from a social perspective, my personal views have always been very strong. Um, You know, I think I've been called stubborn a time or two or, or bullheaded, right? I have strong beliefs personally about various things. And um, some of the hot button political issues are, are some of those. Um, but what I will say through walking tall, um, we, we choose not to discuss those just as you alluded to here on Zen sandwich. Right. Um, so socially, no, um, you know, I, I always have had these beliefs personally and, and frankly, being in the experience I, I have been in, uh, only strengthen them. Um, mm, okay. but when it comes to, to politics, um, and politicians, frankly, um, it made me realize how much more they're full of shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think no matter which side you fall on the divide of that, too, I mean, we, we are talking about this issue without taking a particular stance, even though we might both have one. I think that's really the issue is that politicians on both sides don't do shit. What they do do is, is they find a way to get in the TV shot. And, yeah. and that, and that's what they do. Um, you know, that's another reason why I, I think, you know, something like walking tall is even more needed now than ever. Because people need to know and understand that, you know, where 
where perspective like that lies and where help is found is not from those you really think are there to help you. Yeah. And we have to stay together as, as a human and as people um, and, and work to rise, rise up and, and lift each other up or these types of events are going to keep occurring and we're going to continue to get no help. Absolutely. Well, Chris, uh, as you may or may not know, I uh, try to do a segment on each episode called five minutes Zen, where I get a little personal perspective. Uh, you don't have to know anything about Zen to do it. I tailor the question for whomever I'm speaking with. My question for you is in what ways do you find joy and positivity in your life now and, you know, how have you learned to balance the, the difficult times with moments of happiness? But where do you find joy in life now? And, you know, maybe in a different way than you did before. Wow. Um, you know, I've always been or considered myself to be a gregarious social extrovert, uh, you know, I can throughout see that. My entire, yeah. And throughout my entire life. And, and now personally, I'm starting to take uh, solace and, and value into the quiet moments because oftentimes I get very overwhelmed. Um, yeah. And as an example, I have two of the most amazing, beautiful kids on earth. I, I adore them, you know, with every ounce of my being. But there are times where I get overwhelmed, um, mm. you know, just by their by their sheer volume of kids, you know, being a, being a <laughs> child. Right. So so I have to take time and step back and and, and find some peace in, in those quiet moments. Whereas before I would have earbuds in my ear blasting Pearl Jam. Right? right. And now it's either classical music or nothing. Um, so so that's really changed, um, you know, and, and finding ways to manage my triggers um, is a way of life I've never thought I would have to live. Right. Mm. And so. So, uh, well, what brings you joy, though? What <clears throat> what's something you're like, oh, this is blissful? Uh, anybody who who follows me on on social media or uh, just knows me, you know, ha has an understanding that I have a unhealthy obsession with music and uh, <laughs> one particular band. And, you know, I still take great joy in watching them play live and listening to their music and traveling uh, to see them play when I can with friends or family or even by myself. Um, so, you know, I, so I know you're referring to Pearl Jam. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got it. To, and I love Pearl Jam. Have you ever seen the Flaming Lips in concert? Oh, gosh, yes. I saw the Flaming Lips in 2012 do Dark Side of the Moon front to back. Wow. Uh, Wayne Coyne was, you know, doing in his uh, bubble right. over the crowd. Yeah. Uh, and they had like 100 Dorothys on stage. Nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your band, I, the Flaming Lips? They're for sure my band for a concert. Like the I've seen them twice and best concert um, uh, I've ever been to twice. And uh, yeah, I was out uh, at Atlanta Centennial Park. I think it's where the first time I saw them. So it was outdoors. And uh, he was in the crowd beforehand in his bubble. So, I mean, I was yeah. like, I didn't walk up and touch the bubble, but I could have. I was just right yeah. there close next to him. And um, and yeah, uh, during the, it's so bizarre. I mean, it could be a whole episode just talking about Flaming Lips concerts. But yeah, they had like Santa Clauses and aliens up on stage. Oh, yeah. While he was, it's just Listen, it was, all right, Marks, so I'll make a deal with you. Because I don't think Pearl Jam has come to Japan. I think it's been the early 2000s. Don't quote me on that. Um, mm. But if they come out, you know, in the next couple of years, I will fly out there and we'll go to the show together. Heck yeah, man. I'll do it. Right. Let's do it, Let's man. Let's do it. Deal. <laughs> awesome. 
Well, uh, okay. With the little time we have left, uh, I've already asked you what you got going on with Walking Tall. Tell people how they can find it. How people that can uh, donate, maybe they can buy a T-shirt, buy a hat, because you got you got swag, don't you? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, you can go to our website www.walkingtallmovement.com. Um, there, first and foremost, and most importantly, you could find a wealth of resources. We've worked, uh, you know, as hard as we can to find as many mental health resources as we possibly can put together in one spot. Uh, and with that said, if you have one yourself and you want to get it on our page, reach out. Um, but yeah, on our website there, you could find resources. Uh, you could find a shop where, as you said, we we think we have some pretty cool merch and some pretty cool gear that people can uh, wear our logo and promote our brand, if you will. Um, we also have links to all of our other social platforms, you know, Twitter and uh, Facebook and Instagram and, and all the things that uh, social media brings. Um, and, but, you know, we also have individual platforms, too. So I'm, I can be found on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active there myself, uh, you know, just having some fun and getting to meet great people like you. But uh, Todd and Dr. LaRosa are also on there as well. So. Uh, our website would be the best way to find us, uh, www.walkingtallmovement.com. Or uh, personally, you could look me up on LinkedIn, and I'm uh, I'm happy to engage uh, throughout the day whenever I can. Well, there you go, folks. I will link both those. I'll link your uh, your LinkedIn profile, but I'll also put walkingtallmovement.com. Make sure you add the word movement in there because walkingtall.com takes you somewhere else. Yeah. So, well, Mark, one thing I want to just say real quick. Sure. You know. And, and thinking back and one of the things that I've, you know, gained because of the shooting, um, and I say that lightly and listen, man, you know, had I not been in that experience, I would have never met guys like you and, uh, you know, having friends all throughout the world now supporting what we're doing and walking tall and, and just being an advocate for me personally and, and a friend, if I need, uh, to talk to you has just been invaluable. And so, before you sign off and do whatever it is you got to do, man, I just wanted to say thank you and acknowledge that, uh, you know, uh, of all things uh, that I mentioned, you know, meeting great people like yourselves has been the, the greatest joy through through what I've experienced. Yeah, absolutely, man. That uh, And, you know, sometimes I'm available at 3 a.m. So I know. as am I, brother, because I don't sleep. That's insomnia. <laughs> that's, that's something else we have in common. Uh, yeah, same for the podcast. I wouldn't have met people like you and uh, so many great other wonderful people with good hearts, with good uh, agendas. And um, but this is certainly a good one here, folks. So go to walkingtallmovement.com. Go buy a uh, go check out the resources and go buy a T-shirt and a hat. Um, after you do that, after you go buy some uh, Walking Tall merch to help support that wonderful calls and you got a fiver left over you got five bucks still burning a hole in your pocket i know you do go to zensandwich.com and help support this cause i got a cause too to bring a little calm and kindness to the world and to promote people like chris and the walking tall movement chris thanks so much for your time today it was long overdue but well worth the the wait yeah no thank you and um I, I wish we could do this more often, frankly. It's been a lot of fun. And and I've learned a lot uh, through Zen Sandwich. And and it's, uh, you know, been a lot of fun to get to know you. And, and just this conversation alone has uh, has made my day. So thanks for having me. Awesome, brother.